the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, my visionary friends, and thank you for joining me, Gwilda Wiecka, on another exciting adventure into future possibilities. You're listening to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts and information with today's leading esoteric and scientific experts, supporting the co-creation of a better tomorrow. You, my trusted listeners, are a very important part of this discussion. 
email info at missionevolution.org with any comments or questions. We'll address them on the very next show. So grab your pad and pen, take notes, sit back, and enjoy. This hour, we'll be exploring the evolution of school systems. In times past, schools were considered a safe place for children and teachers, one of exploration and growth. Now, with all the conflict, stress, shootings, teachers deserve hazardous duty pay, and children might be wise to exchange their backpacks for bulletproof vests. What's happened to turn our once safe, supportive school environment into war zones? How ineffective has education become as a result? What evolutionary solution can be found to counteract the rapidly deteriorating condition of school environments, safety, and quality of education? With us this hour to delve into the dilemma is Dr. Celis R. Bilak, a retired Ohio school superintendent and associate professor emeritus at the University of West Georgia. He's the author of numerous articles in educational journals <clears throat> and is co-author of two books, School Climate and Culture, Vis-a-Vis Student Learning, Keys to Collaborative Problem Solving and Responsibility. The second book is Enhancing a High-Performing School Culture and Climate, New Insights for Improving Schools. His website, now you're going to have to get your pin for this one, his website is westga.edu slash, and then that little squiggly sign that's known as a tilde, C-B-U-L-A-C-H. Celsus, on behalf of our listeners and myself, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. It's a pleasure being on your show, Gwilda. How did you first recognize human relations uh, problems developing in schools? Uh, well, I, my doctorate degree uh, it has a major in social psychology. Um, psychology is the study of the individual, and sociology is the study of groups. When you combine the two, you you learn how individuals behave in groups. So that's my background in human relations, and that that major has influenced me a great deal. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I have a background in leadership, character education, bullying behavior, and uh, the two books that I wrote um, came about because I got a contract with the state of West Virginia to evaluate every school district in the state. And I interviewed thousands of students and teachers as I traveled for five months throughout that state, evaluating every school district in the state. And what I found was just astounding. I'll bet it was a real eye-opener, wasn't it? Oh, I, I saw fantastic schools and I saw awful schools. Um, <clears throat> And I so found what, that most, are, go ahead. What are the major human relation problems we're seeing in schools today? Um, basically, um, communications, a lack of openness and trust, um, the way power is used to control students, to motivate teachers, to motivate students, all of those things. And the biggest thing was discipline. I would go from school to school and sit in classrooms and observe teachers teaching and the way um, they controlled the students. And uh, I went into one school one day, one morning, uh, it was a middle school, uh, 350 kids. And uh, as I 
sat, stood with the principal and watched. The, the kids were just milling around, having a good time. And I said, wow. I said, your locker time is really long. He said, oh, yeah, they get an extra 10 minutes this morning because there were less than 25 redirects yesterday. I says, what? What do you mean redirects? You know, where a teacher had to correct the student, sit down, be quiet, open your book, give me that note. I said, what? He says, less than 25 times. Yeah, teachers didn't have to correct the kids because they correct each other. I says, I don't believe that. I says, how in the world did you ever do that? He says, well, it's taken us 10 years to get here. He says, we started this project about 10 years ago. And at that time, we had 200 redirects. If we had less than 200 redirects, the kids got an extra 10 minutes of locker time. <clears throat> he you says, know, it's, over it's... the years, we've brought that down to 25. So I thought, wow. And I thought, I got to write a book on how, <laughs> how to do this, influence yeah. this, to do this yeah. in one semester, not 10 years. So when I retired in 2003, uh, I started writing that book. And I think so, so tell me, yeah, tell, tell me what, what has happened that's created <clears throat> this well, discipline problem. I mean, uh, when I was in school <laughs> a thousand years ago, um, they, they were still, you know, in junior high, they were still taking a paddle to us if we didn't mind. And I'm yeah. not saying that that's the way to go, but it seems like we went from that to no control at all. What happened? Yeah. Um, well, I found four types of schools, and that's chapter, chapter one in book number one, the school culture. There are four types of schools across the United States, okay? Number one <clears throat> has a heavy emphasis on control. Um, teachers are afraid to give control to the kids because they're afraid they'll lose control. So they control the kids. Teachers control, um, principals control the teachers. So everything is on control and punishment. So the, and this is what I call the traditional school, which is about 75% of the schools across the United States, where the emphasis is on control. And the forms of power that are used to control the kids are position, reward, and punishment. That's, well, that's, that's, that's the old way, though, isn't it? And the they used to work. Way. Why isn't it working anymore? Um, well, because kids... Are kids and teachers are resisting. When you when you try to control somebody, you eventually get resistance. <clears throat> because I found that um, as I interviewed all these people, I found that all people have five basic needs. Okay, that's you and me. We have five basic needs. Number one, and you can go on the the web and look up. Uh, Nietzsche, who was a 19th century philosopher, who added the third basic need, because prior to that, philosophers were discuss discussing why do people behave the way they do? And the first guy comes along and says, well, they want to be alive. Life is, life is an important need, and freedom from stress and anxiety is part of that. He says that's a basic need that all people have. 
Next guy comes along and says, yeah, you're right. But happiness is also a basic need. Life with no happiness is no life. You can't be happy all the time. But there have to be moments of happiness in life. So that's a basic need. Nietzsche comes along and he agrees with those early philosophers who were 18th century. And he says there is another basic need. He says it's power. And, of course, I equate power with control, okay? He says people want power. And if you just think about what's happening in the United States and across the world with North Korea, with um, uh, Iran, with Venezuela, with President Trump, and the Congress, you know, the it's, it's, and Democrats, it's been a, it's it's been all a power. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a fight for power from the get-go. I mean, yeah. when has it not been, right? So when you overuse power and try to control people, they resist. And that's what's happening in many of the schools, and that's why there are so many discipline problems. Kids act out because they don't want to be controlled. They resist the control. Now, if you give them control, and here's the secret to leadership. That's my mantra throughout both books. Give control to people without giving it up. How do you do that? Well, if you're a parent out there listening to this conversation, your kids that you are parents of, you are the leader. You have to give control to your kids, but you can't give it up. Once you give it up, you know, you're no longer the leader. A and teacher. the child doesn't feel safe in that kind of an environment either, do they? What was that? Um, I, we're going to have to take a commercial break here pretty soon. But what I'd like to talk about on the other side is it seems like the balance between sh giving power to the child and not giving up power is necessary for a child to feel safe. So I'd really like to go into that on the other side. Sure. Um, That's a and, topic. <laughs> Celtis and I will return shortly, so don't go away. We're going to be discussing how we lose power and how to maintain it. You're listening to Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Patty Conklin grew up in Brooktondale, New York with a unique ability. Unlike others, she could see how the vibration of words and emotions affected the physical body. She discovered how to release stored emotion and facilitate healing. This began today's Conklin method of cellular cleansing. The private practice grew with tremendous results, as did her reputation. More and more people sought her out, bringing her into the home for healing. She soon realized she could even teach this to others, and they could shift perception and thus prevent illness from occurring. Patty Conklin quickly became a frequent keynote speaker, and she developed a curriculum for teaching the Conklin method of cellular cleansing. For more information, visit pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N, pattyconklin.com, or call 404-474-0086. That's 
Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Again, this is Mission Evolution Radio Show, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To all our faithful and thoughtful listeners, we really value your opinion and would love to hear from you. What do you think about the effectiveness and safety of our current educational system? Email me at info at missionevolution.org and give me your thoughts or questions so we can share them on the next show. This in from a listener referencing the episode entitled, Follow Your Joy to Live Your Purpose. M.M. states, I think it's extremely limiting to assume you have a single purpose for your entire life. Thanks so much for your observation, M.M. It does stand to reason that if one is evolving, their purpose would evolve also. Curious listeners, visit our archives at missionevolution.org to hear Follow Your Joy to Live Your Purpose and send us your take on it. With us this hour discussing options for improving the educational environment is Dr. Celtus R. Bulak, his website W-E-S-T-G-A dot E-D-U tilde C-B-U-L-A-C-H. So we were just about to discuss um, the, the types of power and how we have to maintain power and give it away at the same time in order to provide a safe environment for our children. Would you go into that a little further for us, please? Okay. So the secret to being a leader, and everybody listening out there is a leader in one way or another, Power is used to control people. Control is one of life's five basic needs. We talked about um, being alive, freedom from stress and anxiety, moments of happiness, and control is the third basic need. The more you try to control people, the more they resist. So that's what's happening in schools. They're overly controlling the kids. 
they're overly controlling the teachers. I've got a quick question for you. Does that do you think that's a result of the larger uh, populations in the schools, you know, and the teacher student ratio? Because like we were talking, this is a method that's been used for a long time, but now it's increasingly failing us. Yeah. Um, you know, I I taught in a high school that was four floors, 3800 students. And it was a zoo. That was back in the 60s. Um, but we did have control, but we gave control. And how do you give control to kids without giving it up? Parents, how do you give control to your kids without giving it up? You give them choices. You say, well, you want to do this or you want to do that. If they don't make the right choice, you take control back and say, no, I can't let you do that. I'll give you another choice. And you give choices because you want kids to be responsible for their own behavior. They won't, that won't happen if you over-control them. <clears throat> so, you know, And I, I've seen this where a child that's been over-controlled, suddenly the control is released and they just go wild. Um, we see that a lot in teenagers as well. Yeah. Yep. That's what teachers are afraid of, that they will lose control. Let me tell you how I, I saw it happen in West Virginia and how I did it as a teacher. I would go to the kids and I would say to them, I'm your teacher. I'd like to know what you expect of me as your teacher. And I, here's three three by five cards. I want you to give one expectation you have of me on each card. So I would have a hundred and some students and I would have these three by five cards and I would put them in common piles of their expectations and I would go back to them. And I would say, this is what you told me you expect of me as your teacher. Tell you what, I'm going to try to meet your expectations. Here's one expectation you had that I got that I don't think I can meet. So I gave the kids control. You agree. They had control. They yes, yes, they had control, except you maintain control as well. Yes. By choosing what you could and could not comply with, yes? And when I was a... Uh, principal, I did that with the teachers. I'd like to know what you expect of me as your principal. When I was a superintendent, I did it for all the teachers in the district. I'd like to know what you expect of me as your superintendent. When I was a college professor, I went to the graduate students and I said, I'd like to know what you expect of me as your professor. So I always gave control to them. But so I once, you once you establish the expectations, then where do you go with it? Um, well, I tried to meet them. I, I, I wanted to establish a human relations with my students. I am here to serve. And that's the other key uh, principle throughout that I didn't see in many of the schools in West Virginia. I asked the uh, students, what do you like about your school? And they would say, the teachers. And I say, well, don't you like about your school? And they say, the teachers. <laughs> yeah, there you have it. And so let, let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit about, let's talk a little bit. Go ahead. Can we talk a little bit about communication? Because it sounds like what you're doing is attempting to set up a dialogue. Yeah. Um, how can we increase communication and what role does lack of communication play in the status quo? Oh, open. I have uh, a survey on my website that's free. It measures school culture and climate. 
openness and trust is one of the uh, key variables in school culture and climate. Uh, of the nine variables, openness and trust is one. It is always the lowest score. Teachers are not open with the administration because they're afraid. They are not open with each other either. Um, they don't trust each other. Openness and trust is the lowest variable. Now, <clears throat> if you just stop and think about a marriage, uh, well, um, what would a marriage be like if husband and wife were not open with each other and didn't trust each other? Well, we've got quite a few examples of that out there. <laughs> it seems to be a yeah. universal problem, yes. Uh, and look at the divorce rate uh, today, huh? Yeah. You know, but my, my question is, Celis, um, the, the school systems are not safe environments anymore. I mean, you know, my little grandson spoke to me. He says, Grandma, I'm afraid to go to school. I said, why? He says, I don't want to die. Now, this is a 10-year-old. Well, this is a 10-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't hear that from kids, you know, 20 years ago. So that's one of the problems. The kids' needs are not being met. You just identified need number one. Safety. Uh, that kid is not happy at that school. So need number two isn't being met. Need number three, they are over-controlled. So that need isn't being met. You get to the fourth one. It's caring. And, you know, the teachers, I says, well, tell me about the teachers that you like. He says, well, some of them care about us. We can talk to them. They want us to learn. They really care about us. And then we've got these other teachers they come in there with their cup of coffee and put the feet up on the table and they look at us and they say, all right, you guys, I'm here to teach. And if you're here to learn, we're going to get along just fine. If you're not here to learn, that's your problem. They don't care about us. So you, that's the fourth basic need of all kids in a family. Um, and this lack of openness and trust uh, is an anti-caring uh, behavior. Well, it seems like, we're, seems like we're in a vicious cycle. The teachers don't feel safe. The children don't feel safe. And yet we need to start with openness and trust, but we can't be open and we can't be trustful if we're in what we consider an unsafe environment. How do we start to turn this around? Because the little 10-year-old I was talking about, he didn't have a problem with his teachers. Okay. He didn't have a problem with his school. He had a problem with all the school shootings he was hearing about on the news. Well, I do a lot of talks on school shootings, too, uh, and bullying behavior. Uh, when a kid goes to school, and here's, here's the problem, okay? Everything is control. So when a kid acts up, the other kids don't do anything about it. If you change that environment, when this school where there were only 25 redirects, if a kid acted up, the other kids jumped all over them. So when you give control to people without giving it up, then they will take control. Bullying behavior is rampant in many schools. 10 to 15% of the kids are bullied on a daily basis. Um, and the other kids don't do anything about it. As a matter of fact, and there's a survey on my website that measures bullying behavior in a school, and it's free. Bystanders... Uh, there are four or five behaviors re regarding by what bystanders do when bullying occurs. Most of them stand around and watch. Some of them actually join in 
I was going to say, there's some participation there too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if that were to stop, if, because what, what happens in schools today is teachers are expected to control misbehavior. Uh, teachers and administrators are expected to control bullying behavior. The kids are not expected to do anything about it. But if you give them control, the next thing I, I did as a teacher, I well, would ask them, do you expect of me as your teacher with the three by five cars? On a, on a week or so later, I would say, hey, guys, I need to know what rules you think we ought to have in our classroom, okay? Because up to this point, I have not established rules. I said, you know, here's three, th three three by five cards. Give me three rules you want enforced in this classroom. Again, I give control to the students. I didn't give it up. So well, I get we're, we're getting. We're getting ready to go into another commercial break. On the other side of this, I'd like to go further into bullying and, and the violence that we're seeing in schools, because I think it's parents' and children's major concern at this point. It is time for another quick pause. Celtis and I will return to our discussion shortly, so you stay right there. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. We'll be back. audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers... The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. 
$1. Text the word GRADE to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun, and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn-to-read program that kids love to use. Text GRADE to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text GRADE to 323232 right now and get started for just $1. Text GRADE to 323232 now. Text GRADE to 323232. Educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person, visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404-474-0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404 404- 474-0086. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Do you have a solid platform and some evolutionary information to share with Mission Evolution's worldwide audience? Apply to be my guest at www.missionevolution.org. Our guest this hour is Dr. Celis R. Bulak. We're speaking about evolutionary options for school systems. His website, westga.edu slash tula. Tulda, sorry, it's that little squiggle mark. C B U L A C H. We were talking about bullying behavior in schools and turning over some of the responsibility for um, uh, controlling that to peers. But it occurs to me that the schools have gotten so violent that that's a pretty tall order. How do we go from here to there? Well, um, <clears throat> we were talking about um, the rules. When the students set the rules, and when I, I ask the student, what rules do you want me to enforce in this classroom? They says, are, are you telling us you want us to establish the rules? I'd say, yeah, I'd like to know what you think the rules ought to be. So I would get all the rules, and I would post them. When they went up on the, on the board, the kids would look up there, and they'd say, oh, there's, there's my rule. 
That's the rule I wrote. Those are my rules. So when kids disobey the rules, whose rules are they disobeying? Their own. So I'm working for the kids. I'm a servant leader instead of a self-serving leader. When you look at politicians today, how many of them come across as self-serving? You know, you look at the fiasco that's going on with Congress today. Those people get up there and they are self-serving idiots. Well, let's talk about, uh, we can't change that right now. So let's, oh. talk about, let's talk about mismanaged conflict. It seems also to be on the rise. How do we deal with conflict in schools? Oh. And how should we deal with conflict in schools? Uh, well, there are, f there are five conflict management styles. But before we get into that, let me get to the fifth basic need. So we put that behind us. It's purpose. How many kids go to school with no purpose? And I would ask the kids, why do you go to school? This is what we have to. I says, you mean if you didn't have to go, you wouldn't go? No, I hate school. I wouldn't go if I didn't have to. So 50% of the kids go to school with no purpose. Now, when I was a, a principal, I had each new kid come to school, sign a contract, and the contract stated their purpose for being in our school. Um, <clears throat> now, all the kids, all the teachers had a copy of each kid's contract, so every kid had a purpose in going to school. So those are the five basic needs. Now, many teachers have the same basic needs. Their purpose is to get test scores. Their purpose is not to create an environment where kids like to go to school. Yes, and when did that happen? I mean, it uh, seems like we've deteriorated in that and, direction and, over the years. And, you know, um, kids go to school believing the teachers don't care, believing the other kids don't care, they're over-controlled, they're not happy, and some of them are afraid. That's why schools' test scores are so bad. The needs of teachers and kids are not being met. Now, you want to move to conflict, okay? There are five conflict management styles, okay? And we'll, we'll look at uh, President Trump. His, Let's not. <laughs> Let's use a different well, example. <laughs> uh, well, the conflict management style is competitive. Each style has a win or a loss, okay? Competitive style says, I win, you lose. Uh, Obama used that style a lot. Trump uses that style a lot. The cooperative style is lose-lose. I will work with you. I'll work with you, and you work with me. So we both have to give up something to get what we want. So it's a lose-lose proposition. The collaborative style is win-win. We both get what we want. Then you have another style called accommodate. And that is, I lose, you win. Many parents use that style a lot. They give in to their kids, sometimes too much. But there's nothing wrong with the accommodate style. It, you know, sometimes you, you just give people what they want. Um, if you think of um, President Obama's style when it came to foreign relations, he accommodated Iran. He accommodated. Uh, so let's let's put this back into school okay. framework. If, uh, uh, instead of uh, government, we if we're going with yeah, teachers, if, if you if the teachers accommodate the kids too much, they lose. They lose control. 
Then you get to the fifth style, which is avoidance. And that happens a lot in our school. Uh, many teachers avoid conflicts and they just ignore it. And that's one of our major problems. With a leader, knowing when to avoid conflict is a key uh, leadership style. Um, there, I write, there are four ways to avoid a conflict. If you're a parent out there or any, any leader, um, here's, um, let me see, let me, let me think through this. There are four ways to avoid a conflict. If somebody comes at you and accuses you of doing something stupid, you've got a conflict, right? Well, only if you wish to argue with it. (laughs) Yeah, if you wish to argue with it. But you can, you can do, um, um, uh, I'm having a senior moment here. You could say, uh, oh, negative inquiry. Oh, well, what did you think about what I did that was stupid? What could I have done different? Negative inquiry. Negative assertion would be, oh, yeah, that was the stupidest thing I ever did. I don't know why I did that. That's a negative assertion. So you got negative inquiry, negative assertion. You don't see many teachers doing that. You don't see many administrators doing that. Sometimes they just avoid it and walk away. So the conflict's still there. Um, then I've, I've got a quick question for you about conflict. Go ahead. If it's managed properly, can't it be creative? Like if you come together in conflict, you're bringing two opposing viewpoints together. If you find a way to work through that, can't you come up with a third option that is more creative than either stance? That's correct. You're right. Conflict properly dealt with is empowering. Uh, It creates openness and trust. Conflict not dealt with at all um, creates a lack of uh, good culture and climate in a school. Um, Here's one of my favorites was um, broken record. Uh, when I had the teachers tell me what they wanted the rules to be or what they expected of me as their principal, and one of them always was, and when teachers come in late to school, don't yell at the entire faculty. Go to the person who's coming in late and tell them about it. Don't tell us about it. So I would use the broken record. Many teachers, I would always have a few that would be five or ten minutes late. And I would go to them and I would say, you realize that you're supposed to be here at 7.15. Oh, yeah, but you don't understand. On the way to, you're to be here at 7.15. But, sir, you're to be here at 7.15. Duh, 7.15, 7.15. I never did, that's the broken record. So you don't get sucked into the conflict, but the person knows they're not going to get away with it. Um, the fourth way to avoid a conflict is called fogging. Somebody says something to you that is an insult, like, that's the stupidest tie I ever saw. Well, you could say that. You did the, what you just said was stupid. Well, you could say that. You never agree with the person who is accusing you of doing something wrong. You say, well, that's possible, but you never agree with it. Those are the ways to avoid a conflict. But avoiding a conflict, there are times when the conflict has to be dealt with. 
Um, that's chapter two in book number two. So people people tend not to feel safe when they're confronted with conflict. Um, so what effect is that having on the quality of education and ability to learn? It, well, these are these are skills people don't have. So conflict means danger to most people. Well, we know that the biggest single predictor of a successful school, and I saw it in West Virginia because I, I measured the culture and climate of all the schools. Those that were succeeding had a good culture and climate. So this lack of openness and trust, the way power is used, and we've talked about, we haven't talked about the freeing forms of power, how to give control with power and control without giving it up. Uh, you want to go move into that? Um, we're actually going to go into a break in a little bit of time, and I'm afraid that it might be cut off. So why don't we address the, the forms of um in the what, last what episode, sure. Yeah. What you, would you call it? The what of power? I'm jotting it down The freeing here. forms of power. Freeing. Five. There were nine forms of power. Four are controlling. Five are freeing. Perfect. That would be really great to go into it. So we've covered the forms of controlling that are the uh, the overwhelming, <laughs> overlording. And so uh, the freeing are going to be ones that um, get us to where we're trying to get, I, I take it. You with me? Yes. Okay. Okay. So it's, we have just a little bit of time. What's the first one? Okay. Well, information, what we're doing right now is Okay. Common. Informative. Give information and people are free to use it or not use it. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. The second one okay. Is, well, actually, we're going to do the second one on the other side of the commercial okay. break. Um, Celis and I will be back shortly to continue our discussion. So don't leave us now. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And on the other side, we're going to talk about being free. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? 
The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit numberonefear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I love to hear from our listeners. Your thoughts are very important to me. To suggest a topic or guest that you think would be of interest, email us at info at missionevolution.org. This hour, we're sharing thoughts with Dr. Celtus R. Bulak. His website, westga.edu, tilde, C-B-U-L-A-C-H. Um, Doctor, we were just getting into the freeing forms, so would you go into those for us? Yes. Um, Give control without giving it up. The five freeing forms of power do that. The first one is information, which we've just talked about. You give people information, and they're free to use the information. 
and they are not controlled. So you give control that way. The next one is expertise. You demonstrate how to do something, which is what teachers do every day in the classroom. They demonstrate how to do math, how to do this, and how to do that. And the kids are free to say, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I know how to do that. Um, <clears throat> so they're free. The third one is what I call personality. Uh, the original forms of power, there were five. French and Raven came up with the original five back in the 50s, and you can get on the web and look that up. I've added four more. There are nine forms of power. Uh, personality, they call it referent power, but personality power, if kids like you, if they like their parents, if they like you, uh, well, uh, all you got to do is ask. And they'll say, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I can do that. So, you know, having people like you is a form of power, right? You agree with that? Yes, I, I can see how that would be. Mm -hmm. And you get to the, the most interesting one is ego power. And now it's a form of manipulation. When you stroke somebody's ego, why do you do it? You want them to do something, right? And it, it, the positive ego stroke is used all the time. Uh, teachers do it. Uh, coaches do it. Uh, President Trump does it in his speeches. He, he'll stroke the backs of people who are senators and so forth, and he'll say things about them, have them stand up. But it, and, can this be used constructively with um, children in schools? Yes. Well, rather than just being a negative yeah. manipulation, can it be it, a, a technique? It is a powerful form of power if used properly. Uh, there is the negative ego stroke that is the most powerful form of power. Uh, in, in my book, I use uh, Muhammad Ali um, as the person, when he was in the fourth grade, Cassius Clay, his teacher says, Cassius, you'll never amount to anything. And when he won the gold glove uh, in the boxing championship at the Olympics, guess where he went? Back to his teacher, no doubt. Back to his teacher. You told me I would never amount to anything. Look what I just did. The negative ego stroke is often used by coaches. They'll say, you know, we got to play that team across town. Uh, they're pretty good. I'm not sure we're going to be able to compete with them. What do you mean, coach? We're going we're gonna to beat them. We're going to take them. The negative ego stroke, if used properly, is very powerful. That's the fourth freeing form of power. You give control without giving it up. And then you come to the most unique and best form of power. It's called moral power. What is the right thing to do? So when I went to the kids and I said, what rules do you want to enforce in this classroom? I'm using moral power. Once the rules are posted, they know what they're supposed to do. Parents. How many parents out there have rules that the the kids don't know what they are. They have to learn them by the forms of punishment or rewards that are, are used when the kid does the wrong thing or the right thing. So moral power is a very good form of power. Once people know what the right thing is to do, if they don't do it, you just remind them, hey, you know what the right thing to do here is? You just didn't do it. They'll say, oh, yeah, you're right. Then you get to the fourth controlling form of power. Remember, we got 
the five freeing information, expertise, personality, uh, ego, and moral power. Then you come to the controlling forms of power, position, reward, and punishment. Okay, here's the interesting one. It's called connection power. Let's say you've got a husband and a wife, okay, and you got three kids. And <clears throat> one of the kids does something that mom didn't like, and she says, you just wait till dad comes home. I'm going to tell dad what you did, and I'm going to let him take care of this. Dad comes home. Mom goes to dad and says, you know what your kid did today? And he, she explains it, and the dad looks at her and says, oh, well, I did that when I was a kid. Are you sure we want to do something about this? I think we ought to let this pass. What happens to mom's position power? Well, she gave it away when she turned it over to dad in the first place. Yes, and that happens in school after school all over the United States. Well, I'm going to send you to the principal. Teachers get, uh, send kids to the principal for punishment, and sometimes the principal or the administrator doesn't do anything. What happens to the teacher's power? Dissipates. Right, and the teacher didn't take their power in the first place, correct? Right. Yeah. I never sent anybody to the principal for discipline. I always took care of it myself. Well, you know, so, we've been covering some really wonderful topics, um, and, I, and I, I agree with you. They all apply. But we are in one heck of a big modern mess, and children are dying in schools. How do we first, what are our first steps? What are the most important things that we can do as parents and as a school system to start to turn this around? We, gotta, we have to measure school culture and climate. And we have to have a plan to improve the toxic culture and climate that exists in many schools today. In the state of Georgia, out of the 2,800 schools that are measured, 200 of them have toxic cultures and climates. Nobody wants to go to those schools. The governor was gonna take them over, but he wasn't successful in doing that. Uh, and when I did the schools in West Virginia, toxic cultures and climates are the problem. Um, <clears throat> there are nine how, do we, how do we turn those around? There are nine variables. You have to measure the culture and climate in the school. And then you have to identify where you're going to try to change that culture and climate. Discipline is the first one. There are six reasons for low test scores. Discipline is the biggest one. The second one is the culture and the climate, but discipline causes the poor culture and climate. Then you get the way power is used. If controlling forms are used to exclusion of the freeing ones, that creates an effect, the culture, a poor culture and climate as well. Then you get how parents are involved in the schools. Most parents are not involved. You have to create a character education program that changes the behavior of the kids but, you know, when I asked the teachers, what do you like about your schools? They said the parents. Well, don't you like the parents? I said, well, tell me about that. She says, well, we got all these parents. Whatever we do with their kids, they go home to those families and they uncreate what we try to teach here at the school. So if you don't change the behavior of the parents, you aren't going to change the behavior of the kids. There's only one way to do that. And that's with a good character ed program. And we don't have time to go into that, do we? No, I'm afraid we don't. Um, I have a chapter, and chapter five in book number one describes how to do that. How do you change the behavior of the parents and the rest of the citizens in the community so that it becomes a wholesome place to live 
not just the school, but the whole place, the whole community has to change. Uh, now there's, there's, there's a belief system in a lot of the native tribes that if one member is sick, the entire tribe is sick. And that sounds like what you're talking about, that yes. the problem doesn't lie yes. with the schools or the children. You're absolutely correct. It lies in the community. Um, well, let's see. Openness, let me tell you one of the biggest techniques I used, and it just take me about 30 seconds to go into this. I call it the PMI, the positive, minus, and the interesting. <clears throat> Anytime I brought a group together, I would say, okay, let's do a PMI. If there were a big group, I would say, get into your, form groups of five, and describe what was positive about your life in the past week or year or over the summer or whatever, whatever length of period you want, yesterday, what was a minus and what was interesting. So what you do there is you get people to talk to each other, openness and trust. You get them to open up and describe something that was positive. You allow them to brag. Bragging is not always a good thing, but if you insist that they describe something positive, they can brag. It's because they're supposed to. Well, we are and just about out of time. Um, complain is the minus. You allow people to complain. In fact, to the interesting. We are out of time. Uh, I could go on and on with you. You have so much wonderful information. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Oh, you've been a great interviewer. I appreciate being on your show. It's been fun. Our guest this hour has been retired Ohio School Superintendent and Associate Professor Emeritus at the University of West Georgia, Dr. Seltis R. Bulak. His books, School, Climate, and Culture, Vasavie Student Learning, Keys to Collaborate, Problem Solving, and Responsibility, and Enhancing a High-Performing School Culture, Climate, New Insights for Improving Schools. His website, westga.edu slash tilde c-b-u-l-a-c-h Remember, our entire information-packed episode collection is available for listener download free of charge. Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network www.xzbn.net Join us next time as this mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world.